We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March has arrived and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 in March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get into the action, and with multiple entries available, it's this season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong, so whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for 50% sign-up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode <laughs> Little Leftist Podcast. I'm just trying to make it as weird as weird as possible every time now. <laughs> I am your, your last one was really good. Yeah, I, I last week's was. was really good. I don't either, I'm but it was, to, it was I'm gonna good. have to go back and listen to it and emulate that every time. But VOD review. <laughs> we're gonna do podcast VOD review. Uh let us know if you want to stay play that. But I am your host, Blevins. Joining me as always is my wonderful co-host, Boop. What's up? Oh, you know, lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff. Yeah, lots, lots of, of stuff going on. All sorts of stuff and things. Yep. Some of which the Bachelor finale, coronavirus, Super Tuesday two, tons of stuff going on. Well, it's called uh oh, what did they what were they calling it? It wasn't Super Tuesday. It's like bigger Tuesday or large Tuesday. It was something stupid. 
<laughs> so like, oh, this is a slightly less Super Tuesday. Um, lots of <laughs> value <stuff>. meal Tuesday. <laughs> yes, it is the uh, similar yet legally different legal uh, Super Tuesday, and of course that means we're here with episode thirty-one of Little Legends podcast. If you're here for Team Fight Tactics, you are in the right place, and if you're here to hear about set three. You're also in the right place because we are continuing our review of set three part two reloaded um <laughs> we just we just had to go all out if you did not catch our last episode please make sure you go back and check that out because we went over all of the origins in set three talked about those uh, and that was before we had actually played the set so now this is going to be going over all of the classes as well as maybe making some uh, updates in terms of our opinions on things, having actually played with them uh, a decent amount. Um, so definitely check that last episode out if you haven't already, um, but we will be continuing on and finishing out the review here. But before we do that, of course, we have some housekeeping. You guys know, you know it, we're Prediction Esports Podcast, P-R-W-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, esports check it out on spotify <laughs> and itunes make sure you subscribe there we really do appreciate that uh of course guys join the discord discord dot me social legends podcast we have been as active as ever we've got uh, our regulars in the discord on what has by my record or by my account been a uh nightly uh, at least a couple hours of games. So if you see us in there, feel free to jump down in the chat at discord.me slash the legends podcast and get some set three games in. A lot of people are testing. A lot of people are playing. Gonna, we're having a lot of fun doing that. And of course, on Fridays, make sure you're already in the discord because we're doing game nights. That is the formal day of the week on Fridays. Uh, at 9 Eastern, you can watch the videos at twitch.tv slash Giant Slayer TV. Make sure you're in the Discord if you want to play. And, of course, you can check out the links in the description to pick up your Ready for Battle t-shirts. They are still on sale, but I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how much longer they're long. going to be in. Yeah, I mean, We're it's in. already Galaxies. You know, I was playing Jackson regular game, and he yeah. said it over and over not even like <laughs> ntft i was playing jacks and i fed two i went two and ten and i think it's your fault the other um, one, i couldn't focus it, one of his other lines <laughs> is who wants a piece of the champ and i keep saying who wants a pizza the champ it's it's great jacks is just great i'm still on the lookout for the set three jacks like who has that line who has the ready for battle line i don't know but it's got to come naturally we can't force it but <laughs> <laughs> we do have some really fun ideas for for some other swag so definitely yeah if um if for some reason patreon just blows up we'll be able to do something cool yeah uh, but uh, in the meantime i'm sure whatever we come up with will make absolutely no sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's why it'll be great and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what what comes out of this smooth brain <laughs> mind the of the stupid blessed brains out there not close our uh, cells can't even walk because it's too slippery and our friends <laughs> there aren't caution when wet sides everywhere 
<laughs> I don't get it. It was because my brain was too smooth. My brain was too smooth. All right, let's keep going. Yes, let's let's keep going and talk about our week in TFT boop. What do you what do you uh, what have you been doing with set three? I've been watching a lot of people play. Nice. Um, yeah, I just like have really enjoyed just sitting down and watching people mm-hmm. and seeing their decision making processes, and uh, it's been cool to kind of see how everything is interacting. I think there's a good amount of counterplay in this set. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are things that are strong and imbalanced. It's just mm-hmm. the the nature of it all but i can definitely see where they were going with a lot of it which is really really cool i think a lot mm-hmm. of the decisions they made were great and just the extra amount of polish um even though all the ultimates are kind of back and big like it's still pretty readable i.e yep. think about star guardians right like when nico ults which yeah. is the thing um, <laughs> that happens um probably the worst unit in the game but let's go ahead uh before the bus let's go ahead and use her as an example right you've got all these things you've got zoe stun you got the Cinder mm-hmm. ult you've got the nika ult but mm-hmm. none of it feels super clogged to me i think it's still no. everything still reads it's pretty defined well, which he, is which is awesome mm-hmm. i mean you look at the difference between like even like a lux alt in in set two versus syndra in in set three like syndra like it's like a concerted thing she creates those orbs and then they like all shoot out like and it's like lux is like it's a big it's a big beam and like yes you (laughs) see that but like or malphite it's like malphite versus chogath is one that that mort has talked about for a while it's like malphite just like kind of dashes and and alts a bunch of people and chogath it's like big purple circle that pops up and then giant spikes come out of the ground and erupt and, and stun people like after the effect hat like as the effect is going off like with with some obvious the stat differences like the alt is the same thing right it's a big aoe alt it's the same exact effect it ends up happening but the execution of it is uh so much really better. key it's so much better it just feels so much and like yeah even like velkaz versus lux it's like lux it's like one like zap boom done and even like asol had uh asol in set one had the same thing where it's just like he sneezes but even the sneeze felt more because it was like i don't know if it was the sound or maybe we just weren't used to it but like lux it's like uh, Lux is, wasn't the most egregious uh, offender in set two, but it's like you look at Velkaz, it's like beam goes out and it's like bzzz, like across the board. Except yeah. it never makes it because the stupid unit dies. He's like a piece of paper, <laughs> but uh, it takes five years to alt. Oh my God, Velkaz, you <laughs> enrage me so much. But uh, <laughs> stupid Shumagorath looking ass. Uh, <laughs> stupid little piece of crap. Little booger I did, coming out of I little- did uh uh to transition a little bit into my week for uh tft i did pull off a uh tier three velkaz i oh, did hey. not win. i did not win because that's wow of garbage. never gets his ult on takes <laughs> know, 100 right? years um but it was hilarious to see him alt because man did he evaporate people <laughs> he just completely melted it was i think i don't think it was six sorks i think it was three sorks three voids um and i don't even remember what else i had but it was it was a fun build it might have been might have been max actually I've had a, I had a lot of success with the mech pilot. 
six sork mech pilot or like yeah a lot of people having success with mech pilot right now mech pilot plus void plus sorks is like and infiltrators it's like mm-hmm. yep that's that's where i want to be uh <laughs> it's just fun like it it, it, the right place. it mixes the like it's the 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 mech is fun i think eventually like i don't know what the best counter to the mech is is it zephyring it is it um Zephyring it feels good though, that's for sure. It, it does feel good. Is it is it zephyring it? Is it like do I need to be making uh giant slayers to to you know to get is it down? It, do I need to be playing um is there some is there like there's no more glacial, but it's like do I need to be playing more stuns? Do I need like I don't know what the best counter to it is right now, which I think is part of the problem, but it feels like it, the mech is going to end up being more like Olaf in the sense that like Oh, uh, uh, if you don't know what to do, it's going to dumpster yeah. you. And when you do know, it's probably <laughs> just all right or 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 maybe at the worst good. Um, mm-hmm. That's my guess. I don't know if that's the case, but that's my guess. For yeah, it. there's the, the mecha bodes some serious like questions in terms of where we want the game to go. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of design, right? Because you have to make the decision. Do you like if the mech can res with the GA? Do you like that the uh-huh. units pop out and attack again? Uh-huh. Right do you like is that okay or should that all be balanced and i'm still kind of figuring out what is appropriate for something like this because Mm -hmm. i think those are legitimate questions after watching a lot of play right it does it feel good to destroy this mech and then have to deal with three full units with items after that right and i haven't decided just yet because i think the mech is awesome like in Mm -hmm. general in terms of like thematics it's just like cool to see and it's cool to see two mechs fighting each other yes like Gundam style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's not as easy to kind of say, all right, this is this is where we want things to be going. Mm-hmm. Because I think you do have to ask the question of if that is fun. Yeah. Right? I almost wish that the mech had a different alt. Not from a balance perspective, because I think that like it's got a big stun, which is I think is fine. Uh, big AOE stun. I think it's strong, uh, but they can tweak that. But I almost want it to like shoot. I almost wish that the mech was more like ASOL, kind of mm-hmm. like where he shot out like missiles or something like that. Just from like a thematic standpoint. I don't know. I think the stun is again, I think it's good. It's just almost like it's almost like a little bit boring. Yeah. Um, but also the mech is awesome in general. So almost no matter what is all. Well, there might be like the cool thing about galaxies is they could do a galaxy where the mech has a different power or like different units make the mech. Uh, (laughs) so I actually kind of, that, that actually goes down a different path that I wanted to, that I did want to get to in the show, which is galaxies in general. Um, I don't know. Okay. Let, let's start it off with this. Having played uh, the set for a week or watched play, having the set, having been out for a week, what do you, how do you feel about galaxies right now? When I saw them, I thought it was awesome, right? As, as like a casual player and viewer, mm-hmm. right? Like when I saw the four, I have not actually seen Nico yet. I've Nico seen Galaxy it get played, yet. but I haven't gotten it yet. Um, but I have gotten the four star first carousel galaxy twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, like, for me, 
it's exciting to get and i like the kind of direction it forces you to think about the game mm-hmm. right is okay now do you do it do you just take the four gold since gold is so hard to come by now mm-hmm. or do you mm-hmm. like start building your carry and i like the decision making and that a player has to be able to be able to start in a bunch of different ways right mm-hmm. so i started equating galaxies as kind of different mulligans in hearthstone sure right and it's like all right if i get these these cards then i do this thing right and then i started getting more and more excited about the more galaxies to come uh which i think they should definitely be showing up way more yeah i so when i first heard about it my initial thought without knowing what the galaxies were or anything just like there are going to be random galaxies my first thought was like oh this really sucks for competitive play <laughs> that was my, that I was don't my think that thought. anymore at all. I have kind of waffled back and forth a little bit on it. Um, and I actually made this tweet. I put this tweet out on the Little Legends uh, Twitter at, at LIL Legends Pod on Twitter, <laughs> by the way, uh, which <laughs> asked uh, what do competitive TFT players think about the concept of different galaxies specifically for competitive play? I, I tagged just about every competitive player I can think of uh, and tried to get some visibility. Uh, of course, got exactly 69 votes. Um, nice. Um, and the options were uh, galaxies will ruin it. Galaxies will make it better. Galaxies change nothing or other. And then uh, reply. Overwhelmingly, 59% said galaxies make it better. Uh, yeah. with only 11% saying that it ruins it, uh, with about 20% saying they change nothing, and then 10% of different replies. Um, m- most of those replies ranged from... Most of those replies were different variations of it depends on what the specific galaxies are. Um, I originally thought, man, this is going to really, uh, if not ruin competitive play, it's going to make it much more down the Hearthstone Yogg-Saron scale of like, well, guess we have this random galaxy and someone got the high roll. Great, they win. Um, which <laughs> stinks for competitive play. Now, yeah. after having played with the galaxies we have now and read about the galaxies and also heard Mortdog talk about sort of the philosophy of galaxies, I've definitely tapered that back to, okay, these are just kind of fun because like if it's they're random, if you get them, and it's random what they are, but it's equally random, right? It's not like, oh, well, one person starts with 50 gold and another person starts with nothing. It's everyone has the same random thing happen. That concept in general, I think, is okay. And actually, it's fun. I have found myself, granted, I'm not a competitive player, uh, or at least not like a pro you know, I don't care. At the end of the day, if I lose, that's fine. Um, I'm not trying to win a tournament. Uh, I find myself being like, man, I want the stupid Nico galaxy. <laughs> like, I want the Nico galaxy. I want the forecast galaxy. I want, I want something. Um, I think they do need to be careful with those. But if they, if the galaxies maintain those sort of parameters, then they're going to be fun, if nothing else. And it's not. I think it actually will reward high-level players because if you play more games and it's like, okay, like you said before, Boop, is it better to sell your four costs right off the bat or is it better to build around it? 
Well, if you've played the, that universe 10, to- 10 more times than anyone else, you're going to have a better understanding of what the best strategy for that is. So yeah, you're actually I rewarding mean, that. It's just like knowing different opening plays, right? In a lot of games, there's aggressive and control, yeah. and you, you, you get to decide and identifying how to start, Yeah, I think, is one of the... Hard, like hardest things when it comes to you can pick up any mm-hmm. units you, you try to synergies but like i think there's a lot of pressure in the team fight tactics to start well yeah unless you're inting on purpose but like to kind of have a plan and always have right. a plan and be be flexible right we're asking mm-hmm. a lot in order for you to be really good at this game yeah um and i think what galaxies do is it kind of gives because since the base game is the same right it's not mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, everyone starts with, uh, you know, five units, right? The galaxy could be that. Up, or everyone starts that, with a map. Like, what if everyone starts but, with a map? Ooh, <laughs> more. Put that in. Everyone starts with a map. Um, I want that. I want that now, by the way. Or maybe certain synergies um, don't exist, right? But it's very important right. that uh, the the galaxies maintain the fact that everyone starts the same and i think mm-hmm. that's like the biggest difference between saying oh it's just more like yogg because yogg right didn't really have a lot of counterplay and it was 10 mana and came at the end of the game right, right? so i think uh it, it's a little bit different than that yeah. i think it's a little bit closer to kind of like chess on which openings am I presented, right? right? A little less so because, yeah, of course, it's not like that. But mm-hmm. I think you you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's, for it, sure. It's more so the fact that I identify that this is the best play for this particular universe. And in this kind of lottery of five universes, right? These are the strategies mm-hmm. uh, per, per universe. And since it's not like to- totally different, right? I think it's manageable for a player because that was the other thing that I was thinking about was how much are we going to expect these professional players to, to learn, right? If there are five galaxies, that's a lot of different strategy, but I think with TFT, there's enough kind of encompassing everything that that won't necessarily be a problem. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, if you're more, as long as they keep like my whole thing is like, if that philosophy actually pans out, in practice then it's fine it's and 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 the reason i i keep bringing this up is because i think less so than the galaxies at least and if there's a specific galaxy that ends up coming up that's unfair we'll obviously or that we think is unfair we'll obviously talk about it but one thing that um felt off in regards to that philosophy that didn't have anything to do with galaxies was actually how the carousel items play out so um, as you, uh, may know, if you've, uh, read the different posts or if you've played, um, if you've just played set three, uh, sometimes a carousel will just give you all the same item or, uh, there's different carousel loadouts that are like, oh, it only has defensive items or it only has, uh, offensive there's items or it has all it was Zephyrs only tears. or something. Yeah. I've seen that one. I've seen all uh spatulas although that one was a bug for a while where it was almost always getting that uh, i've seen all zephyrs i've had all tears i've had um one that i for what it's worth they toned down at least the chances of getting it one was um it's only defensive items so only belts uh chain vests and cloaks and i think in the same vein uh 
I I think that they need to be careful about those on the carousel specifically because yes, everyone is presented with the same uh, randomness. Like everyone, it's like oh well, yes, you only got presented with defensive items, but so did your opponents. What's wrong with that? Well, here's the thing that's wrong with that is that that's not at the beginning of the game that that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening in the middle of the game or at a later point in the game where yes, everyone's getting the same thing, but the same thing doesn't mean doesn't have the same impact on everyone as it does ever as it does everyone else. Like if someone yeah. is playing. I don't know if this is good or not, but someone is playing a Vanguard comp like uh, or, you know, maxing out Vanguards like, oh, wow, this defensive like the the fact that they got this random defensive item carousel actually makes yeah. it very good. And someone like someone who's behind like the carousel is meant to like help you if you're behind. So you have a the difference pick. between like starting off on the same foot and kind of lucking into a defensive carousel is it speaks a lot towards like a competitive integrity, right? right. Because there's also got to be a way to eliminate players from the lobby, right? And sometimes yeah. you give advantage to people who already have advantage. And there's a there's a way to yeah. balance that. But I think what you're speaking towards is one of the biggest challenges, right? Is sure. what is the appropriate amount of RNG, right? When yeah. does RNG manipulation turn into luck? And right. I think that's just kind of going to be an always thing when it comes to TFT. And right yeah. now, the the, the mid level carousels are a little on the oh fun luck RNG side, right? Oh, sh- oh awesome! I'm going, you know. Oh, I needed a, a Valkyrie unit or something. I don't, I don't true. know. That, right? that is true. It, it, especially like, well, here's 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 the problem I have with it though. Well, maybe not. I'm 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 literally thinking this through on on live on air but my my thought is like okay if let's say that it's a regular you know traditional carousel uh and it's a late game one so there's like there's two five cost units uh and like just a random smattering of regular items right not not leaning towards one thing or the other if I'm in last place um even if like those two five cost item or those two five cost units aren't Man, I keep contradicting myself. Maybe it's not bad. Uh, you know, I, I've I've convinced myself that maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. But it's still, uh, I don't know. It, it might just be part of the randomness. I need to think about it more. It, it felt. I mean, what like, I'll say is, it you... felt bad the first time it happened because I'm like, none of these items are remotely useful to me. And like the whole the whole the whole thing is like, and the philosophy behind it is like. You need to be able to adapt to what you get or like put yourself in a position to be to use something. It's like, you know, the times where you're like, man, all I need is like a sword or a glove and I'm really good. And it's like you don't get it. It's like that feels bad, but you make do with it. Right. If it's Mm -hmm. all defensive, I I don't know. It's just one of those scenarios. Right. And the same thing with um, other other things is you don't need to be good at all the galaxies. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 kind of that. Oh, what are in play? What are the wh- which ones am I going to focus on? So if I get this, I'll win it. Right, that's kind right. of what Overwatch League and Hero Pools reminds me of. Is mm-hmm. all right. This is a week where all the characters were bad at our band. That's right. great. So now everyone's playing my meta. This is my domain. Right, and that's definitely a possibility with different kinds of galaxies where certain players are just going to be better at certain versions of TFT. Right. Um, but I think yeah. the the biggest the biggest thing, right, is you don't ever want RNG to like taint competitive integrity. Right? right. That you don't want a winner to come out and have someone say you didn't deserve that, you just got lucky. A la mm-hmm. Pavling book. 
Yeah. Right. And yeah. well, Pavling book is like one of the most amazing <laughs> things that have yeah and i was in the front row there live when i saw it It was crazy um man for context guys so there's a hearthstone player named pavel i think it was like three or four hearthstones ago uh world championships ago (laughs) three or four hearthstones ago you know we marked (laughs) the passage of time in hearthstones yeah um uh bc (laughs) before bh before hearthstone um where he played a babbling book which was a one cost needed a needed a polymorph got the polymorph ended up winning the whole thing off of uh some rng right i want to cast a spell spells are fun (laughs) so fun yeah so he i love that card (laughs) he he went off rng and everyone it's like meme it's a meme now right like it doesn't feel like he to some people like he earned it he just got lucky and i don't ever want a winner to feel that way and that's the one thing i hope they take into consideration when it comes to these galaxies, right? Is you got to let this be legit unless that's not what you're going for, right? Unless what you're going for is, you know, fun stuff and you want stupid stuff like that to happen, right? That's totally cool. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I guess it's not too different than what it's been for the carousel. Like someone is going to benefit from, (sighs) yeah, I don't know. I mean, because like, if you think about it, every, Every game, anyway, the carousel with the complete items is going to be more beneficial. Or if Dragon right, has, that's true. right? <laughs> Dragon yeah. has a spat item that you can't use versus a bloodthirster, yeah, you know, for true. the other that's person, true. right? Like that, all that stuff is like built into the game. Yeah. But because at that point in the game, there are already so many other items, it balances mm-hmm. out a little bit better that way. But galaxies might unnecessarily add a little bit too much sugar right yeah it's the i think that the closest thing is eating too much halloween candy mm-hmm. right because it can be fun variety is awesome and different strategies because one thing i did get bothered with with the first two sets actually is how things got kind of repetitive it was like yep. the same game over mm-hmm. and over again yep. and with galaxies you're you're taking that away and I think that's good for casual uh, players. It does need a little bit more work for competitive players, but it can't be a a, a crux, right? Oh, this is an issue. Oh, we'll just make a galaxy to fix it, right? Right. That can't happen. That really takes away the competitive integrity. But in, in the end, right now, the way I see it, when I see the four star carousel, it was really cool just to see how different the game was and how different people interacted with their units because you could more confidently say what you were going to run potentially right right from yeah. the beginning so you get an irelia at the start right and mm-hmm. other people get something worse and just sell but because gold's so hard to come by like i said before right those are things that are really exciting to me and those are all strategy that's based off the galaxy you got now we're talking about middle galaxy uh middle carousels right where a lot of the crazy stuff starts to happen that's where i think the balance issues could could happen in terms of rng but I don't think we can say right now because there's just not enough, <laughs> you know, proof on how much yeah. that this is affecting. Right? I know that's kind of a cop out. Well, yeah, but. I, I just my my premise was like, let's say all the the, the carousels all zephyrs, right? Um, yeah. you never know that that's going to happen, so it's not like I can do anything to play around that which is the mm-hmm. premise of like oh well the forecast galaxy like you're presented with something react to it you can yeah. kind of do that with a forecast like if if it's like the carousel before uh before chickens right 
Um, or like the one <laughs> before Wolves. It's like, what are you supposed to do when you know everyone has a Zephyr now? How do you react to that if you're like committed to like your gin carry or something like that? Or like, mm-hmm. like some comps are going to be becomes more important. It, it does, but some comps are going to be more heavily hit by something like a Zephyr. And especially when everyone has a Zephyr, like if one person yeah. has a Zephyr, they committed a bunch of items to it, right? They committed to potentially useful and other item uh, combinations items. They also are one out of uh, seven total people that you can play against. So it's not that impactful until the late, late game when everyone gets a, a, um, a Zephyr, like some comps are going to be more heavily hit than others, which makes it feel less even in terms of like everyone got this. Yes. But the impact on everyone is not the same. What happened is the same, but the impact is not the same. That's what my premise is. And obviously that's a corner case. And I don't know what the chances of getting all Zephyrs is. It's probably very small, but even like, again, what were the chances that he hit polymorph off of babbling book? astronomically <laughs> low and it was in a very high like and, and and then you factor in the the fact that like what are the chances that they got uh polymorph off of a babbling book in that important game at that point on stage like very low very very low but when it happens it's like you talk about it forever and it feels bad well i think if i were to put on my game developer hat if i were running a game with rng and a mechanic like that right mm-hmm. i would say yes uh you're totally right it does provide an unfair advantage that game but if all of those people are in a lobby again it might balance out by providing the other person and that same advantage while not providing the other person you know an advantage there does that equal out is that balance we don't know that's been a that's been a, right. a thing for a while in this industry yeah, I'd be interested to hear what Mort says about that. Honestly, that'd be that'd be an yeah. interesting one to hear. Um, I could just be blowing it out of proportion. But um, <laughs> speaking of Mort, got a little transition here. Um, wanted to bring up that this Sunday, Giant Slayer TV is doing a set two finale tournament. Mort Dog is going to be casting it. I mean, I'm, I'm also going to be casting it, but Mort Dog is going to be casting Sunday at 3 p.m. Central. Make sure you're there. So the TV for those of you at TV. home, um, you know, Bob and I have been casting TFT. We've casted a couple tournaments. Um, True. And I found out. <laughs> Mere minutes before the cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through, through Twitter. He, uh, he straight up like did the whole texted me. He swiped left. No, I didn't. No, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally want, excited. I, dude. It's honestly, I wanted I actually, you to find out right now, but you found out beforehand. So I was honestly a little disappointed. I hate getting bamboozled, man. It's like, <laughs> like my husband and I have had arguments about like, say he'll get me excited about going to Albert steakhouse. <laughs> Right, <laughs> let's go to Outback, and I'll be like, "Yeah, steak." And then we'll go to Outback, and he'll be like, "You know, we're next to the store, and I do need to pick up some stuff. Let's go." And I'll get pissed, man. I don't know what it is about <laughs> it, but like, I hate that so much. Right? Just tell me that we're gonna go to the store at the beginning. Like, why you gotta like trick me? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like getting bamboozled. But that's exactly why you did it. So I appreciate yep. your, I appreciate your troll, and I'm actually really excited about it because. You guys are very different, and I love that in casting pairs, like mm-hmm. in general, right? Where the the people are opposites. I always have a really it's either like 
really awkward for those people, but that kind of like makes everything better because you're all in it together. You're just <laughs> like, we have nothing in common other than this game. So let's talk about this game. And your personalities shine like that, or it kind of just like works because everyone, it's like a, an appetizer sampler. Mm-hmm. Right? I, everyone I gets we'll a little see. bit of what of what they want. I'm I'm excited, and it's also going to be a lot of high level players as well. So I'm very yeah, about it, that. it's a real cast with like real lobbies and mm-hmm. like again, like you said, high level players. That's a big deal. Yeah, I'm congratulations, my dude. I am excited about that. Make sure you're checking that out. Twitch.tv slash Giant Slayer TV this Sunday, or if you're listening to this in the future, check out the VOD. Um, it went great. That was me in the future. It's not really me in the future. It's me right now. It's me in the past. If you're listening to this, um, you sound like an old spice commercial. Sometimes it's me in the future. It's me in the past. Now it's me in the present. Um, yes. And also, uh, another thing that we knew was happening because of K3 Soju going off about it. Uh, we did get the TFT Galaxy Showcase tournament. Uh, or actually, I don't know. Uh, the, the format and whatnot is on, uh, in the link. Um, but a lot of different, um, players, uh, Mortdog with, Whitrock, Disguise Toast is casting, Frodan, Ovali, Le Tigress, uh, and a lot of... She's th- great. I love Le Tigress, actually. Right. She's I'm fantastic. not familiar with her, but, uh, I mean, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Um, a lot of different players from all over, actually. A lot of EU, some NA, um, like there's some Asia players, South America. Going to be gonna be a really... It looks like, what, two, four, six, eight, yeah, 16 players there. So, should be an interesting one. Um, for set three, that is going to be, oh, that's in two, that's very soon. If you're listening to this in podcast world, March 12th. So Mm -hmm. in two days from the live recording of this episode. So definitely check that out, uh, on the Riot Games Twitch page. That's going to be very fun. And we'll certainly be talking about the results of that next, uh, next week. And I think that's all we have before we get into our uh redux or no sorry the um not the redux the uh reloaded our our part two of set three (laughs) reloaded part set three part two reloaded coming up after the break stick around ever seen untucked button down they look bad why because they weren't meant to be worn that way Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, slim, short, and athletic guys of all ages. For a big, tall guy like me, these shirts actually fit great. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big ever again. And their website is easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. 
Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. I know I sure did. I don't know why I say that every time. I just do. Um, and I'm going to keep doing it now that I brought it up. We are going to be talking about the classes in set number three. Starting off with Blade Masters. Now, do you want to take the first one or do you want to go? Do you want to go odds or evens, Boop? What do you want? Let's go. You you go first. You go first. Okay. We've got Blade Master returning here. It is now a 3-6 trait. Blade Masters have a chance to hit two extra times uh, for three 30% chance on hit and for six 55% chance on hit. We've got Kale, Aurelia, Zaya, Fiora, Shen, Yasuo, and Master Yi. I love saying Zaya like Scyther. Zaya! Zaya! Yeah, who did, exactly. Who, who was last set that I would say like Scyther? There's definitely um, someone. Yeah, there was someone. There was someone. It's Zaya this time. It'll, it'll come. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll come. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll certainly come. Um, let's talk <laughs> a <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about... <laughs> Uh, Irelia here because it okay. Irelia is one of the champs that kind of like Nocturne was for me for a while uh, in okay. set two where like I see it and I'm like I don't know what to do with this I didn't know that it was a champion in League of Legends I have no idea what this is, and I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> and I'm scared. <laughs> and I and I'm scared to try it. But uh, Zaya has actually, um, Professor, sort of uh, keyed me in to Zaya. And one thing, or Irelia or Zaya? Sorry, Irelia. I mean, I I meant Irelia this whole time. I had Zaya on my mind because of um, Zaya. Excited. Um, I'm talking about Irelia here. Cybernetic Mana Reaver blade master um uh she dashes past her target attacking them for percentage of her attack damage as she passes through if this kills the target she casts again immediately at the enemy with the highest mana so she dashes around if she kills um and what's interesting about her is that she has a 30 mana pool that i think that's <laughs> the lowest mana pool of anyone that we've seen that has mana. I, I, I don't know of anyone who has a 20. I think this might be the lowest, if, or at least tied for the lowest. Oh, uh, Sor no, not Soraka. Uh, Sona. Sona has a Sona has Sona's? 40. Sona has 40. 40? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, then, yeah, I think you might be right. So she is interesting, and, and I think... Um, she seems like one that is going to, if she hasn't already been unlocked, she seems like she's one where like, if you get the, like once we figure out as a community, what the, like what is the right mix of items? I feel like she's going to be the like Exodia of like, Oh, you stacked a, an Aurelia. It's just going to go off. I've already seen, I've already it. seen YouTube videos about oh, Exodia, yeah. Aurelia. Yeah. Right. Reset Aurelia. Um, yep. She's a super fun champion to watch and and play uh, in League of Legends, and she's very technical. And it's and her whole thing is that she has dash resets if mm -hmm. she kills something. Yep. So it's cool that they brought that theme into TFT proper. Mm -hmm. But she's definitely a unit that is going to be, I think, messed with a lot. 
because yeah. it's four cost, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of want her to achieve that that dream, right? Of the, the the many resets to do what like Echo does without having to stop time, oh. <laughs> right? Because seeing that would be sick, right? When you when you see her kind of like dash all around, it, it's really awesome. And even her thematics in terms of her lore, she's, I believe she's Ionian and she is a weapons master mm-hmm. and a duelist. And mm-hmm. she's really great at like technical fighting. And I think that's represented really, really well. But in terms of actual synergies and stuff, my husband has been running a lot of Blade Master comps and mm. um, does the ability trigger off the blade master proc so can she is does it count as an auto attack it does right don't i don't know the answer based on the wording it doesn't sound like it is it just says dashes past her target oh no it says it does say attacking them so i wonder like so you like you get the dash and then you get the blade master proc and then you get another auto attack and then you dash again because you have such low mana right right like but you have to keep her alive so the question is are you going to build tank? Are you going to build... Right. How are you going to... If you're going to invest in Irelia, I think you're really investing because it uh-huh. seems like a lot of the comps that are doing well right now um, are having... A, where was I going with that? Irelia... Anyway, it, it'll come back, but yeah. Irelia, I think we're still discovering exactly how to use her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely an interesting one. And Mana Reaver is one of those like kind of weird one-off uh it's not a one-off but it's it's a weird why is my why is my uh mana white yeah it's just a really weird uh it's a weird synergy that like i don't think and like it's a weird synergy and also the units that have it are like in such weird places compared to each other it's like you've got darius who's a space pirate mana reaver and it's like what the heck does that go with and then you've got (laughs) celeste celestial mana reaver in Cassidy, and it's like do i go space pirate celestial like there's no crossover there either it's like it's very it's a it feels like this in in multiple places but mana reaver specifically just feels like what like where do these line up I think it was built in there to try to block you from hitting like four mana reavers, right? I think yeah. they're trying to lock you into just a two person mm-hmm. uh, class uh, as like a balancing type of situation. That, that's what I that was. That makes sense. Uh, and I don't hate it. I think that's a good idea. It's just, it feels weird because it, it, it has seemed in mo in a lot, at least a lot of places, like it's like, okay, there, these, these all these classes and synergies sort of flow together and it's like okay well i can like here's the connector piece right like here's the gangplank connects gunslingers and blade masters and uh you know um other examples that i can't think of off the top of my head. <laughs> but like you know the, like we're connecting these two comps together to make a more cohesive comp so yep. um yeah i like it next i up, like boop. it too i like you i like you too boop Oh, thank you. All right, next up is Sorcerers. Sorcerer. All allies gain increased spell power. Two, 20%. Four, 40%. Six, 80% increased spell power. This is one that's already been touched by the nerf bat. Uh, it is Annie, Zoe, Twisted Fate, Velkaz, Ari, Lux, and Syndra. This version of Ari is way worse than set one's Ari, in my opinion. Because it Isn't seems it like her... same thing, though? 
I know it feels way worse. I think because of the animation, just feels so oh, much okay. slower. If it uh, is the same thing, it doesn't feel that way. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, know. Yeah, it does who, feel. Who do you slow. want to talk about here? It does feel slow, right? I mean, we already talked about stupid Shumagorath looking ass. Let's talk about someone else. <laughs> looking ass. <laughs> Pick someone else, Boop. I don't want to talk about him. He's disappointed me too much. Okay, I love him and uh, I also hate him. All right, let's talk about Twisted Fate because I feel like that's the one I see the least. Uh, fun fact about, well, I'm assuming it's a fact. Jimmy the Shovel said it, so I assume it to be true. Uh, <sighs> depending on the item that you get on Twisted Fate off of the first carousel, you can lose to the first creeps. <laughs> because of how his cards shoot out like if you get bad rng on his alt and you have a bad item on him he can die to the first round of green <laughs> oh no uh, i don't know if they changed if they tweaked him to not do that but that's what jimmy uh jimmy said and I'm i mean assuming that's true it takes it, it takes a good amount of effort to die in the first round of creeps yeah um yeah he's uh he's definitely different than um He's different than in set one. Obviously, he's got a new a new ability wild card where he just throws out he just throws out three cards that go in kind of a cone and they do damage. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty basic. Yeah. So one of the coolest builds in regular League of Legends. It's like a troll build that can work sometimes. Like the mm-hmm. one time it works, you think you can carry with it all the time. <laughs> um, is attack speed, and that's how a lot of people have started building Twisted Fate in TFT. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's kind of like how you, you want to lean in, especially since it's chrono, mm-hmm. uh, something that we didn't really see in set two was, I remember there were a lot of item holders in set one, yes. right? Like you'd have Nidalee hold items or you'd hold, have yes. Fiora, I think was probably the most well-known item holder, mm-hmm. uh, and then sell them and then move them on. I think chrono, uh, I think twisted fate could potentially be like yes, that definitely. Uh, as you wait for other units to, to come online since mm-hmm. he's so cheap. Yeah. He also, he, it's almost like he was designed specifically for that. He probably was because like Chrono is attack speed, which makes you think AD, but Sorcerer is spell damage, which makes you think spell damage. So he plays both of those cards, mm-hmm. pun intended. Uh, so like he does both. So he's, I mean, he's a one cost, so you're probably not going to want him to be your carry anyway. Um, yeah. So he's almost like the perfect item carry because. You can put items on him, and whether you go AD or um, AP, you're good, because he's going to be able to benefit off of both, and then you just sell him and put him on whatever carry you end up with. So really nice, I think really nicely designed, like not super powerful, um, but a really good, you know, a really good sort of like set piece for multiple, you know, Sorcerers and Chronos, both of which I think are very good right now. Yeah, I think uh, a Chrono is a really cool, just in general, uh, class. Uh, I like what it does for the game. Mm-hmm. Like, especially how it can put a sorcerer like TF into a space where you can use auto attacks. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, protect us. Yeah, Chrono. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. No, we talked about Chrono. Wait, yeah, we talked about Chrono yeah, we, last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's interesting um, because, again, like there's Chrono Brawlers and there it's like and chrono sorcerers and chrono blasters it's like those are just all over the place so the the like multiple chrono build actually uh um you have to really think about what you're doing but protectors here 
Uh, protectors gain a shield scaling off max health for three seconds whenever they cast. Two is a 20% max shield, and at four, which is all of them, is a 35% max shield, health, uh, max health shield. Um, we've got Nico, uh, Rakan, Jarvan the fourth, and Sinjao. Notably here, that is all, um, it's one, one cost, two, two costs, and a three cost. So nothing expensive here. Uh, I know Professor TFT, who is a, uh, a regular in the Little Legends podcast discord, uh, has been doing a lot of hyper rolling with these, uh, with these units. Hyper rolling is something that is harder to do because of all the money you're not making. Right, uh, you, you're like real committing to that hyper roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nico Rakan, Jarvan the Fourth is in Zal. Let's talk about let's talk about Rakan. Rakan, yes, because Jimmy the Shovel built a tier three Zinzao with some crazy items during game night and destroyed all of us. I've so seen a, about... I've actually seen a lot of uh, Zinzao carry, uh, like even into the late game. It's been pretty good, but yeah, Rakan. Um, his alt grand entrance Rakan dashes next to his attack target leaps into the air knocking them up and damaging all adjacent enemies uh, I don't know how much I've really used Rakan I think I've used him one time specifically in my comp when I had a I was I was hyper rolling the celestials or I was hyper rolling protectors and celestials I went mm-hmm. Uh, Celestials and Protectors, and he was... I mean, he's good. He's he's CC. He's cheap CC. Um, again, he's sort of... And CC's always good. CC a is, lot of CC in this set. Yeah, there is a lot of CC, and it's nice to see cheap CC as well, but it's not like he's broken. It doesn't seem like um, uh, Talia, where it's like, oh, well, you basically phantomed. Um, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I liked, uh, I mean, I like him in the sense that, like, I, I like the fact that the protectors, um, can be hyper-rolled, and Celeste, Celestial, I think is a little bit slept on right now, um, but only because, like, running multiple Celestials, it, it, it's, it's very much a support, uh, a support trait, not a, like, well, I'm going to get all these and I'm going to, it's like light where it's like, oh, well, that's just over. It's like, no, it's just nice to have, but mm-hmm. a lot of the units are quite good, um, which we talked about last week, but yeah, uh, Rakan has been, he's been all right. Nothing too special for me. <laughs> you man, you all right. Yeah, you're, you're all right, Rakan. <laughs> all right. Next up is Brawlers. Brawlers gain bonus health. Two is 300 for 750. Chogaf, five, let's crank Malphite. I think this is like the simplest class <laughs> there is. It's yep. from set one. Three of the three of the four are the same. Yeah, right? exactly you just add, the same. <laughs> yeah, and uh you just add Malphite there, which is the only new one. But like, yeah, like you said, exactly the same. Yeah. I mean Blitzcrank is back, which I love. Like everyone loves we Blitzcrank. Play, we get to play Blitzcrank games. And yeah, I love Blitzcrank so much. What what he adds to a game in terms of just like mm-hmm capability of making an audience go oh i think (laughs) is so strong because you can technically do that with zephyr right and like other things in the game but with blitzkrieg it's just so much more hype you know well you can do it with zephyr but your opponent knows that a zephyr is coming 
yep. let's crank like you could hide that till the end right like <laughs> yeah, they it's don't stuff you don't even like you don't even necessarily like you can hide it in your shop right until the last second then buy it and then immediately move it in like <laughs> yeah like your opponent's like oh well they have a zephyr so i can just i mean roll the dice but it's like they don't even necessarily uh yeah like i said um last week like seeing like tier like just a solo rank one tier one blitzcrank pool yep. like a, a draven or jinx mm-hmm. back in set one mm-hmm. was just like the best right and I, i'm already seeing it being the person with the blitzcrank it's awesome going against it you're like damn you blitzcrank because it's your fault <laughs> yeah right like i feel like that's like one of those high level like intermediate to expert player type things is blitzcrank when you finally realize okay every round i have to think about blitzcrank yep right because of just his place in the in, in the game right if i'm not thinking about blitzcrank i'm not playing optimally yep. that's just how you play now and he'll he'll get you free he'll get you free round wins when people aren't thinking about it so yep because like sometimes they're so busy hyper rolling and like thinking about items right mm-hmm. the next thing you you know your carry gets pulled and you're like oh Okay, well, well. <laughs> also in the early game when like everyone usually puts it on their left side, so like it's pulling opposite that, but like if you put it on the right side, if people are playing around it, like the other people playing Blitzcrank, you can really get people if you just put them on the opposite side. So it's a it's a hard world out there to play around Blitzcrank, but if you're a Blitzcrank player, you can get some you can get some real value there. All yeah, right. totally. Move on to snipers. Snipers deal twelve percent increased damage for each hex of distance between themselves and their target. And uh, at the the two piece is just that is active. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is it. And then we've got Caitlin, Ash, and Jin. Um, all of these are pretty interesting. The I will say Jin. I think early on. Uh, people were talking about Jin being really, really good. Um, we can look more into Jin because Jin actually has a passive where Jin converts each 1% of bonus attack speed he has into 0.8 attack damage. And every fourth shot, Jin deals bonus percent attack damage. So he, like, if you can get some good attack speed on him, like, he hits like a truck. Um, I've Mm. definitely seen carry Jin like really dominate people um that being said i think ash ends up being the more uh dominant carry um she is much more like set one ash uh, her ult is much better her her alt is much better than uh i think set two ash i mean obviously her traits are vastly different uh, then in celestial. either set, yes, got that celestial. But again, like <laughs> the celestial trait, like if you can get one other celestial, she at least like you can you you can you no longer like have to run a blade. Uh, sorry, not blade, a bloodthirster or something like that. If you don't like, it's a small amount of uh, of healing, but like it's something. So you can like max out on damage, which gives her more healing right or or attack speed and like her alt is also very very good um i really think that ash is turning into one of the like premier sort of carries and she's three cost which is nice a lot of the, i feel like a lot of the carries Has she been three four. cost in every set no she's four no, cost she's in four. set two right yeah she was three in set one though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i think um this puts her in 
I think a more interesting spot where like she is really good with like Spear of Shojin, Rageblade obviously still good. Um, all the attack speed items are are, are going to be good with her, but like you can, you can put a little bit of uh, put a little bit of a, uh, AP on her and and do more with the with the arrow and just seems really good. Jin I think is is more of a commitment. Like Ash, like you don't necessarily need to run Ash as like the hyper carry. She can just be mm-hmm. a good supporting like secondary carry. Jin yeah. is more like you're kind of building around them and it can get countered pretty hard. It sure can. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's why like utility is never like the fanciest. Everyone wants to do a bunch of de- like so. For example, I, in, in one of my D and D campaigns, I'm playing uh, a homebrew gunslinger, mm-hmm. and I'm functioning as a as a ranger. And basically, I just do like a bunch of damage, but like that gets boring to me. Yeah. After a while, right? And eventually, I started realizing that balance wise, it's really good here at early on. But once everyone has like 800 HP, it's not going to matter, right? right? So. Mm-hmm. I think Jin kind of falls into the same thing where earlier on when there's less HP, it's fine. But once everyone's just kind of beefier, right? And everyone has like a little bit more time to get to the Jin, uh, it can be harder to carry that through to the end game more so than the Ash, which gives her team a stun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, I think the biggest difference there as well as the celestial good. trait. Right. Yep. Or show. Next one. We good. We Gucci. We, we Gucci. Vanguard. Vanguard, Vanguard's gain bonus armor. See, I can't do the voices. I'm not as good. I, I mean, were you going for like a uh, Vanguard two sixty armor? <laughs> I have like three voices. Four. It, it sounded like you're doing like a Vanguard's. I give you forty armor. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw! We got we got two hundred fifty armor Vanguard over here. <laughs> uh, we got Wukong, Mordekaiser, Poppy, Leona, and Jace. <laughs> <laughs> the anticlimactic single syllable and always gets you. <laughs> yep, exactly. Jace. Wukong, Poppy, uh, Leona, Mordekaiser, and Jace. <laughs> what do you what do you want to talk about? I mean you want to talk about Jace? I mean we have to now. Uh, sure. Let's talk about him. All right. Jace. Drop the to Jace. Jace jumps into the air and slams his hammer, dealing magic damage to nearby enemies. Space Pirate Vanguard. So, I was watching my husband play, and he happened upon a three-star Jace with, I think, a jeweled gauntlet, a Rabdon's wow. death cap. Um, and he literally just one shot the back line because <laughs> it, it was like it was one of those moments too where he was like excited because he had just completed like his chrono blade masters like everything was in place mm-hmm. and he just happened to come across this level three jace <laughs> and just destroyed him so all that that's happiness awesome. all that all that love just gone <laughs> yeah that's my jace story but i haven't really seen space pirates all that often i've tried to force it a couple of times i'm either doing it wrong I'm probably. Well, I actually did see Lothar running it on his stream right before coming on uh, this podcast, and it was like Blaster Space Pirate. He was doing it. He got second. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, I, I've tried to do carry Darius, um, which is very fun because he jumps. Carius, yeah, Carius. Um, but I mean, I think a streamer will be able to do it better than me, and I can live vicariously through them. Uh, I'll see myself out, but he. he he dunks he like and if he gets a kill he resets like i've seen builds where like he dunks kill someone and then it's like dunks again dunks again dunks again dunks again dunks again like that's the the dream right it's just hard to do because he just 
gets melted too much. Um, mm-hmm. But Jace, I think, is just again, Space Pirate is just in a weird spot where it's like it. It's it's similar to Pirate in in um, set one where it's like it almost you're almost like sacrificing a an origin right because like a lot of times it doesn't really matter that much like you're getting the extra gold but like are you going to want if, you, if you're not forcing space pirates do you really want a um i guess you could want like blaster and in, in vanguard like that's that's reasonable and like gangplank is a strong unit but like darius space pirate mana reaver it's like that doesn't go in anything um, Jace is like is at least a decent unit, but like, what is this? Darius is just like out there, so I'm still wrapping my head around how to best get use out of the space pirates. Um, and it's not even like it's not even like the hyper roll build. I mean, kind I guess it kind of is like of your, but you don't. I think really the bait is like you don't you don't actually need four space pirates, even though I want four space pirates. Um, Everyone wants four space pirates. It's Let's be just, real. It's tough. It's it's real tough. I, I mean, I want to live that dream, but uh, I think overall, Jace is pretty good. Um, but just sort of, you know, just like in set one, him. Jace was just kind of like a unit. He Not was, this tier three Jace that he was my a, husband uh, saw, but <laughs> he was a um, shapeshifter enabler and also yep. a um, more so an enabler. enabler. That's definitely a good way to say. Yeah, it. he was. He was, and he kind of is in this too. Um, doesn't really feel that much like a three cost, but it's funny too, because we're talking about vanguards and then we started talking about space pirates. So let's talk about <laughs> vanguards, uh, in general, because there yeah. are, some people are, are liking the vanguard trait and, uh, like the units within it. Mordekaiser seems to have a lot of fans. Very uh, Leona good. always has fans. Wukong mm-hmm. has fans. What do you, what are you thinking? Wukong, very, very good. He's almost like a, um, Malphite-esque of this set where he's, just a solid uh he's actually i think arguably a little bit better than malphite um i don't know that his alt is better than malphite's though it's arguable and chrono is definitely better than um mountain was uh at least in the grand scheme of the meta so wukong i think makes it into a lot of builds because like vanguard is sort of like knights from set 1 it's almost exactly mm-hmm. like knights actually um so um like it's a very easy splashable trait it's a, it's a two uh a two four so like you can run wukong and leona or wukong and mordekaiser like you run wukong plus any other vanguard and you're in a good spot um yeah. and a lot of those uh vanguards i mean just flat good. stats is always good yeah right 60 armor that's just that's just damage mitigation it's, right that's great yep it's just good and like like you said all these units are at least like passable wukong i think is is pl- a plus poppy is i like I, I like poppy for one cost and leona we already know how good um she is at tanking so like wukong and leona is like a good basis for a front line for like literally any comp and then mm-hmm. from there you can add in any chrono which we already talked about like there's chronos across the whole spectrum of what you would want to build for a comp. So a lot of really good uh, splash ability there. All right, your turn, man. Let's do this. Let's let's do voice for this one. Infiltrators. No, it's too too quiet. Infiltrators. Passive infiltrators jump to the back 
of the enemy territory at the start of combat. Infiltrators gain 60% attack speed for the first six seconds of combat. <clears throat> Ooh, I can't do that one for too long. Uh, at two, that is active. And at four, uh, the bonus is active and it refreshes on takedown. I'm not gonna lie. I've never run four infiltrators, and I low key did not know that that was that that worked like that. So um, <laughs> I'm learning. Um, but I have run two infiltrator a lot. Um, it's got Echo, Fizz, Shaco, Kazix, and Kaisa. Um, man, you can pick any of these and 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 talk a bit about them. I think Echo is the biggest um, splashy one. He's one of my favorite. He might. He's a an early front runner for my favorite uh champ in mm-hmm. set three. I mean gangplank. I mean, come on, it's gangplank. I love gangplank. But in terms of like playing them, I almost always want an echo. His alt is so good. Uh, I yeah. like cybernetic. Like cybernetic is decent. Well, I think you put demolitionist on him, right? At the same time. Stop it. That's cheating. Um <laughs> Fizz is another one where like Mech Pilot is one of my the old his just regular old is great visually yep uh, yeah that one is mwah, per, that that's yeah. like the perfect like it's it i mean again it's it's like popping alt, a pimple right? or like or cracking your back right but this one with the fish will kill you right, right? So, and it's just like anytime the fish one shots right it just it just feels good I, yeah i i really think they did a good job on a lot of these like specific units like i think there's still a lot to say about the different classes and origins Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right but when it comes to the units and making the units look cool and feel good i think a lot of them i think that is a success so far yeah there's only one that i don't really get and that's sona which we'll talk about next um in terms of just like everything's so flashy and then there's sona I love so. Um, but anyway, uh, for infiltrators, I think you're right. It's just we they you have to have an assassin type, and these guys jump forward. Um, yep. But it seems like the different infiltrators will show up based on what other comps, what other origins you're running, mm-hmm. right? Because I've seen Kaisa come up for Blade yep. Masters to give Kale the Valkyrie. Yep. Right. I've seen carry Kaisa as well. Yeah, then you get Kaisa and then Echo there at the end, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's definitely a lot of options here, uh, especially since you could do Infiltrator Mech if you want. Yep. I, I've gone Mech Pilot, Sorcerer Void. Um, so, and then that just gives you Infiltrator with Fizz and Kha'Zix, which I like. I've seen Shaco carry, which is pretty strong. Um, I, I, I like, man. I think it's a tough ask to go for infiltrator, but I mean, it's like the type of thing where like when, we, when a set first comes out, it's like everyone's doing the level one stuff. It's like, okay, let's do the vertical comps and like, let's do like the vertical and then do like a little bit diagonal from that. It's like, okay, we'll go into the thing that like connects there, but it's like, um, you know, blender was like, we're putting blade master on nocturne. It's like, that's not, vertical or whatever like you know and we're, we're finding that and it's like you can make you can make units an infiltrator like once once people like get that i think four infiltrator is actually going to be like i think it's slept on literally because i didn't know what the four infiltrator did until literally right now so i'm assuming wow. that it's pretty it's pretty man that cast of war gonna be you're so lucky he's made the game so you don't you don't you technically have to know any of this he'll know uh, i also don't need to know any of it because it's a set two farewell tournament so <laughs> set, casting set two. i've got time to learn oh, set yeah. three. okay maybe maybe okay yeah, i've got time to learn set three um all right cool yes um let's do mystic all right 
Mystic. This one's going to be quick because it's the same as last time. It's just magic resist. Uh, two is 30 magic resist. Four is 120, but that's substantial. But putting four in can be very difficult because none of the Mystics have similar origins, which are Sona, Karma, Soraka, and Lulu, which is, in my opinion, one of my favorite. I know it's a Yordle too, which is crazy, but you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. when you when you polymorph just the right unit, yep. it just feels so, so good. That carries in Zal. Now you're a frog. And he's gone. <laughs> and you're gone. Uh, and Lulu can win rounds for you. And she's expensive. Oh, and I think she, she. And I just love. I love Lulu. I love Polymorph. Polymorph always strong, no matter what. Mm-hmm. We were literally just talking about it in another game how strong Polymorph could be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see her here, uh, just <laughs> making you hate your life by seeing <laughs> cute little animals run run across your board. Classic Yordles making you hate your life. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Sona is kind of cool. Maybe her, her alt isn't super flashy, although it does make a cool note. It does make a cool sound and it does shoot out like the green, you know, like energy to, to heal you. What I like about Sona is that if you put two, um, if you put two Seraph's Embrace on her, she just keeps alting. She only has 40 mana, so she'll cast and then recast and then recast yep, and then recast. She's a heal bot. I, I I have not been able to get it to work yet because I haven't I haven't been able to get her with four tiers yet, but like I want to I want to believe that that's good. <laughs> All right, next up, my friend. Next up is Demolitionist. We've got Gangplank. Oh, sorry, we've uh Demolitionist spell targets uh spells, stun targets they hit for 1.5 seconds. Uh, you need to have two demolitionists for it to be active. Uh, there's Ziggs as a one cost, Rumble as a three cost, and then Gangplank as a five cost. So a little bit tougher to get this one active. Although you can make uh, you can make a demolitionist with a spat Ooh. item. That that has been my least favorite thing so far this set. To be completely honest with you, to be able to give anyone a one point five second stun. <laughs> uh, the Kaisas, right? Ooh, like that- Kaisa or um. Uh, a soul or uh, oh, a soul only works for the first one true but it still keep like it will work for the first cast and then it will work once for the second cast yeah. and it will work one, like it's still it's not it's not like broken where like every single ship is stunning but it's still well um another game that my husband was playing unfortunately for him he was going up against a rebel demolitionist uh, squad and mm-hmm. the zigs had double seraphs ga and was just stunning wow. people with his over and over again. And it became, to, it, he needed a Quicksilver if he was going to beat that comp. Like oh. that's, that's, that's where it went. Yeah. Uh, he was never able to get it. So this will be, I think probably something that we also see a lot of balance around because being able to make someone a demolitionist is cool, right? In terms of stunning. But I think there's a lot of CC in this set. And that's mm-hmm. probably been for me the most frustrating so far of set three is characters just like not doing anything. Yeah, for for an amount of time, and I know there's that bugs with GAs and stuff, but like you get Zoe slept and then you get stunned, right? Sometimes I just feel like yep. my characters don't get to play, mm-hmm. and well, that's fine. And in terms of oh, you can position and blah blah blah, I think it just some of the CC is just too long. Yeah, I think stuns are definitely something that they have tweaked around a lot, and I mean, I mean, think about old Pantheon, <laughs> like, um, so I. I uh, I do, I do want to see a little bit of reduction there, but um, it is, it is interesting the amount of stuns and like, yeah, you can just turn anyone into a demolitionist. It's a little bit like 
boring and that like again like a stun is powerful but that doesn't mean it's exciting it's like yeah i just get a good thing to happen well it's like glacial right you're yeah that's true it's the same thing as glacial but instead of having it be random it's whenever they cast a spell yeah it's true and i think that like makes it a little worse kind of because at least with the random you could put it there it's ah i got the wrong procs Right. But right. with this one, it's like it's unavoidable. Right. right? You're going to get stunned and you're you're potentially going to have to build a Quicksilver uh, yeah. or some type of CC mitigation, yeah. which is which might be what they were trying to do. But uh-huh. is that is a ton of CC uh, like a, a fun when it comes to League of Legends? There is the League of Tanks at one point, which in tanks mm-hmm. usually have a ton of CC. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the worst metas. Right. So I don't know if I want a high CC meta. Right. So. That's like that's definitely the thing on on the top of my list in terms of in a month when we're all like over the the glitz and glam of how cool galaxies and how good everything looks. Right. Demolitionist is the thing that definitely causes me the most concern. But yeah, if Glacial worked for two sets, they can definitely do it for for Demolitionist. True. I'm wondering now if you just read it as is, Demolitionist spells stun targets they hit for 1.5 seconds. Does a stone does a Sona stun your own units at the heel? Because it should, That's based funny. on the wording. Yeah, it should, based on the wording. Well, well, you know, Mort did say that there's definitely some wording that's confusing on some of the units, like Irelia. So they, they're probably going to. I mean, but here's the thing, up. though. Here's the thing: the chances that someone has built Demolitionist on a Sona are so low. Because, like, why would you ever do it? Obviously, you're never going to hit your opponent. So, like, it you're could. literally actively trolling your own team by doing it. <laughs> but i don't I, know i want to see i i i, I kind of hope that if it's not in that they put it in well you know it could happen so you get like a sona off carousel with a spatula and then oh, you already it, it had could your... happen for sure yeah. i don't then i think can... it's unlikely all right before we get too excited about demolitionist sona um let's talk about <laughs> blasters because this is something that i'm really excited about every fourth yeah. blaster attack fires additional attacks which apply which deal apply on hand effects Ooh. uh two is two additional attacks four is five additional attacks it Ooh. looks real cool by the way and the the blasters are graves lucian ezreal jinx misfortune i've seen a ton of really cool and very different ezreal builds mm-hmm. uh, throughout a lot of different comps um his 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 ability is actually really interesting i really like it that he's yeah. kind of like an attack speed but his ability is ability power so yep. like with jeweled gauntlet it's just really good mm-hmm. uh, and you can just build him however which way so that's definitely the unit that I like seeing, and he's Chrono, but I think the ones that we're seeing a lot of are definitely Lucian, like before, and Jinx definitely finding her spot in the meta. Yep. Jinx Brawlers is back, folks. Um, I mean, Misfortune is just a cool unit now. Like, her alt looks better with, like, the lasers. Yeah. I mean, Blasters, Blasters, Gunslingers, folks. Like, we can... We, it's we, the same thing. It's yeah, the same A lot thing. of the units are exactly the same. Yeah. Actually, four of the units are exactly the same from set one. Uh, yep. Graves, Lucian, Jinx, and uh, Misfortune. Yep. 100%. And now we've got Ezreal in the mix as well. We don't have Tristana. Uh, and we don't... Poor Gangplank is not a Blaster here, but that's okay. Um... It's definitely uh, one I've seen a lot of. I mean, it does obviously increase the value of, you know, your hushes, your red buffs, your sword breakers. Those are all good. And then obviously, you know, Jinx is still Jinx doesn't feel as strong as she did um, in set one. And I don't know if it's because 
we haven't found the perfect build for her yet. If I'm trying to go too much in the Rebels category, if I should just do like Blitzcrank Jinx and not care about the rest of it, or if I haven't got it, <laughs> it seems like it should be good though, right? Like Blitzcrank Jinx is just like it's it's a bread and butter. It's well, and as as TFT gets older, we'll have a lot more of these like bread and butter comps that'll mm-hmm. appear throughout sets, right? Yeah, uh, that that'll be gone in certain sets where they don't really fit or mm-hmm. might be too underpowered or overpowered. But yep. having these bread and butters is always good, right? That's why having Blade Masters for a third set is fine. It's something familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Something like Blasters is familiar for people, and yeah. because you're gonna, I think a newer player will gravitate towards sniper or blaster before mm-hmm. they go to demolitionist or infiltrator yeah right i think it's... but there's actually statistics there i yeah. wonder based on account usage or maybe uh games like what what are the most common comps for like new, new players, players right what are people like gravitating towards because i bet it's star guardians it's got i bet you it's star Gu- i bet you it's all of the big vertical comps like it's star guardians it's sorcerers it's yeah. blade master or no blade master is not actually a big one uh but uh, all the sixes i think but in general it's good to have bread and butters out there and blaster mm-hmm. i think definitely represents uh a theme that you can mm-hmm. connect to and build items for that makes sense yep right mm-hmm. uh that can kind mm-hmm. of all encompass things for you so that's why i like them and I think the effect looks pretty cool. It's it probably the most clogging effect in the whole game, but I don't know. Yeah, really but the care. lasers look awesome. Yeah, the lasers look great. Uh, <laughs> the lasers are really good. Um, I'm going to group two of these together uh, just because they're all five cost units and they're sort of one off, uh, one or two offs here. We've got, The first one is mercenary here, and mercenaries can be paid gold to upgrade their ability. And it it's a one. It's a one. You don't it's need the to, lux of this set. It's it's uh yeah, it's kind of like the luck. It, yeah, it's pretty much the lux of the set, the like super crazy thing. Like the that special changes yeah. how the your like uh shop works. Yeah, so basically you get yeah. defense or wider area. A misfortune can get like a wider area on her ult. Yep. It's eight gold, I think, for the upgrades. Yep. You can get a shield um, too. I think they all have they both have the same ones. What do you think the first 10 gold thing is going to be? Eventually, there's going to be something that's 10 gold. It's going to be... Uh, Tom like Kench. upgrades, maybe? I don't know. It's going to be Tom Kench eating units in your shop to get stronger. It's going to cost 10 gold to eat a unit, and you gain a percentage of their HP. I'm oh, just, that's cool. That's I'm a, just, that's a I came up with that on the spot. Uh, also, now, Riot, if if you do use that, uh, you don't need to pay me. Just um, <laughs> just let me do a voice in the game for something. That's all. That's my only payment. I <laughs> all right, let's get that. Let's get that mana reaver going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I want to do uh, the I want to do the I want to do uh, Aurelian soul here because it's not really a it's not really a trait. Okay, okay, okay. Starship. Starships continuously circle the area and cannot basic attack. This is the singed. Uh, Aurelian Soul is the singed here. He flies around. He shoots out Nick, ships. It's awesome. Nicki Minaj's favorite <laughs> unit. Uh, Aurelian Soul is probably the most fun set in the unit. Uh, or unit in the set. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he's, it's so fun just to see him so slow. So slow. It's <laughs> so slow. around. Dude. He's a mothership from StarCraft. Everyone's like, got to check out that Mort Dog clip of the... Oh, the 1v9 tier the 3. The 1v9 tier 3 A-Soul with so uh, Morellos and uh, Hextech. That's that. It wouldn't have worked without the Hextech, yeah. but... 
just a really like straightforward like yeah you know what to build he's almost like yep. well he's pretty much exactly like singed and <laughs> the side he just acts a little bit differently which is awesome but okay boop finish us off here with mana reavers um all right let's do it mana reavers first attack Two all attacks four <laughs> increase the cost of their attack. Okay, how do you let's mana see reavers do first attack? Okay, so I don't know for the two. Uh, if you have two, the first attack. Um, oh. but if you have four all, all attacks, attacks yes. will increase the cost of the next uh, spell cast by forty percent. Yes. So okay. that there's a when you only have two, uh, they can potentially before for a lot of like the heavy mana users, the mana reaver trait might go off uh, before it reaches the end of the spell. Uh, but with all four of them, it doesn't matter. It'll be a perma effect mm-hmm. if you have four in there. I haven't really seen like any cast in ever. Personally. I've used cast in, in some celestial builds, but it's not, I've had a middling success one time. <laughs> not not anything yeah. too crazy. But I think what this kind of goes to show is what's really exciting is things are still a changing, right? There are definitely mm-hmm. some things that were obviously good, but we don't know quite yet. They've done a lot of balance changes. Like we could totally go over those, but with the fact that this is being PBE and, and they're a lot of things, change, yeah, we're not. Yeah, and they're likely to change. I don't know if it's worth it, but they're definitely having a very hands-on approach because this is something mm-hmm. that I think to close the show is really important to talk about, right? Is this is the set right this yeah. is the one that is going on mobile so yeah. this is what they decided was the closest to what tft should be and i mm-hmm. love what they did with it yeah. right and i'm so happy they kind of went this direction because there are things i thought i didn't want that i now know i want and there are some things i thought um that shouldn't be the case that now i see them i was wrong on right mm-hmm. like galaxies for example i'm definitely mm-hmm. changing my my opinion on those things yeah. but this is it right and i'm yep. happy that this is that set because this is going to be the set that gets spectator mode most likely this is going to be the set that goes Hopefully. out on mobile God, I right this so. like there's a there's a whole video on how to play like the production on this set yep. is by far the best that we've seen in tft so far yep. and I'm happy that this is what everyone's going to see. That's that. That's mm-hmm. basically it. And that's my question to you: is is this what you want? Right? Is this what you want release to kind of to kind of be like? It's not real release, but this is going to mobile. It's going to be the widest audience, and this is yeah. this set's going to be the first interaction for a lot of people. And are you happy about that? I am happy with it. I think it has enough of the. Uh, it has enough of like straightforward like. You don't need to be a pro TFT player to figure out these comps. Let's have our vertical, like, you know, Inferno's in the last set or whatever. It's like, here's your vertical comp. You can, you can build this. Like I was telling one of my buddies who was learning how to play. He's like, what should I be building right now? I'm like, okay, every unit that says Inferno, buy that one and put yep. them in and get as many Infernos as you can in. That's just a good and way for someone who like has no that. idea what is going on to get something that's at least somewhat powerful. And you can kind of get that and understand that. There's some of that. The I mean, the aesthetics of it are great. I mean, maybe some people don't like space or whatever, and that's fine. Um, I will say, and we didn't really touch on this, but they changed the um, the pictures on the cards from the actual port from the actual in-game models back to the portraits. Which I I'm gonna be honest, I didn't like that when I first saw it uh, on one of the like mobile streams that Mort did, and I'm like. 
I don't like this, but I can get used to it if people really like this for whatever reason. But like, I did not like it, and a lot of people felt the same yeah. way. So I'm really glad they went back on that. Um, there, there does need to be. I did notice with a couple friends of mine that it is hard for them to identify the units like on a carousel, yeah, based off of their cards, and so that was what they were trying to to solve. Yeah, but. I think how Underlords does it, where it's just the unit, right? I hate that. Uh, uh, if, if readability is what you're looking for, you got to go that direction. I don't think you can kind of go half and half. Yeah. And I just so, hate because the way it, it, it is actually it is actually a, I think, an issue with new players. Like, for like sure. new players like you, right? Where yeah. you don't know, because what I'm... I don't know what an Aurelia is. I no yeah, idea. exactly. When I'm like, all right, put 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 the uh, Giant Slayer in Zenzel, right? right? He's like, put the what on the what how? Right. right. <laughs> and and these names mean nothing to him. And right. so and for Hearthstone players, it's like when you're like, all right, when you play that, that the dragon dude, right? <laughs> if mm -hmm. I if I were to say Cobalt, you know, uh it it wouldn't mean anything to you. Right. And so I think they were trying to solve that in terms of readability, and they can definitely be better because I don't think those portraits actually do transfer for some of those units. Right. Uh and so that's definitely a place of improvement, especially once they do go to mobile when the portraits are smaller and the units yeah. are smaller. The other problem or issue with this set specifically, because I never had any issue. Like I didn't know a lot of the units and it took me a very small amount of time for set one and set two. And this one I'm having a harder time because like I'm looking, I'm just looking at the mobilitics page right now without even going too deep into it. And it's like Echo, Fizz, Lucian, Ezreal, Aurelia, and Kaisa are all units that are wearing some sort of helmet that is a like blue or purple ish yeah. type of metal color, right? The <laughs> colors are all more the colors similar. Are, they're all very similar because the units. theme is supposed to be space, right? Everything is effing purple or metal colored. I don't, so I don't know what these things are. Um, and then like the other thing is like Gangplank and Darius and like there's a couple other ones that just look like Space Marines to me. So it's like, I don't know what these are. And like all the Star Guardians look exactly the same. Lux and Syndra are the same thing to me. They look very, very similar. So again, I, as someone who does a podcast and will be playing a lot of, of TFT, I'm fine with getting over that. It's just like, man, I could see it being frustrating if I'm picking this up for the first time. They need to have, find a solution to it. Like, uh, in, in my opinion, yeah. they have to. Um, it's probably not like... I mean, it could actually... I think you could make the argument that it's a little high priority uh, for them. I think uh, so. To, to make it more readable, because you think about it, and I still have, like, my own Jarvan iPhone. Jarvan and Mordecai's and, look the same, too. Like, there's a lot that look the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, on, a, on a screen that's not that big, it's going to be even harder to, to see. Yeah. Right. And I think it's very important that they kind of solve that out because they did go with color scheme that mm -hmm. things look very similar. Right. All of the yeah. Dark Star units look very similar. Yeah. And so readability is a priority, in my opinion, mm -hmm. when they do go to mobile and they got to figure it out because they went for it with like the posed models, but some of them just looked super awkward. Yeah. Right. I think there's just a, do there's that. <laughs> just do it. that better forehead or. Right. Um, come up with a totally different way of showing us the units because I right. do think that readability is an issue for for new players yeah. and um, could potentially cause people to stop playing. Uh, and also pop quiz: which one of these is is a Star Guardian? Is it is it um, is it Lux or is it uh, Syndra? <laughs> Bang! 
it was Syndra, but you would never know because they look the same, and one of them's a Dark Star, and one of them's a Star Guardian. <laughs> I think, um, and Zoe being a Star Guardian, but being purple and like dark, right? Even though in Syndra the, in also the video, is too. Yeah, yeah, even though in the video Zoe is like the enemy of the Star Guardian. I don't know, um, but right. I do think readability in terms of that is yeah a place where they can make some decisions. Cause I, I think mm-hmm. rebuilding in terms of like units on the board and how the abilities look are great, but yeah, I'm just thinking on like a, that noob, like very, very early on level. Yeah. That is something that can UI and readability is something that can cause you to stop playing something. Sure. Like I know there was a, <laughs> you know, it's so funny when blockbuster was a thing, there was like this mm-hmm. game it was a JRPG that was really well reviewed, but for some reason I couldn't start it. I couldn't figure out how to start the game. So I just didn't. Yeah. I just returned it, you know, and there are people like me out there. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think for the diehards, like, yeah, we, I, I mean, I can, I can now kind of know the difference between Jarvin the fourth and Mordekaiser. Like I kind of know that, but like new person McGee has no clue. Why are these two, why are these things not combining? Oh, okay. They're not the same unit. Great. But they look the same. Why? Cause that's what it, that's because that's what they look like in league of legends league of what now? I'm Mr. Mr. Mobile Player League of what? Uh, That's just thought. I mean, you know, I I think I also agree it is kind of high priority. But like for me personally, it's not affecting my games that much right now because I kind of got it. But something to think about for sure. I do think in that vein and we won't go too deep into it. I, I think it is no coincidence that we have a lot of returning set one champs. Um, I think that they were tying the themes together. It's not like, hey, set three's out, brand new, completely new thing. Forget everything you learned in the first two sets. It's like, nope. Here's some here's some old stuff. You know what it does? You know exactly what Cho'Gath does. Same exact yep. unit. And, it, and it's so awesome to like go into something new with some things that are familiar, yes. right? So for us that have been here for a while, it doesn't yep. seem like we're learning something completely different for yep. the time, mm-hmm. right? I think that's really important too. Yeah. But, but yeah, Overall, I think I'm happy. I'm happy with the set so far. Same. Very happy. And, and 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 the last thing that I'll say is that like I'm noticing these like holes. It's like, man, there's nothing here that connects these comps or something. Guess what? There's gonna be boop. Other units added to the set later in time that can fill these gaps. <laughs> I'm very galaxies. excited. Yeah. And galaxies too. So very excited for that. But let us know what you guys think in the comments. Let us know what um what are your favorite uh origins and what you like about set three what what's your favorite comp and whatnot um that's gonna be it for this episode uh we'll definitely be going deeper into the little legends tasting in probably the next episode but we're out of time well well, i mean because there are some competitors in this set so i mean there are multiple instances there are there are two squinks that can possibly be t- like I think, two different I think ones. the S tier the S tier just got bigger, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Find yeah. out the S is who has made squink, it into the S tier. Um, on the next episode of Little Legends Podcast. Blev, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me. Just go to the Discord, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. I'm in there all the time. So go there. Or you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want at the underscore Blevins, but I wouldn't I mean if you want to see what other stuff I'm doing, but I don't mean just just find me in Discord. Boop, what about you? At Boobasaurus Rex on Twitter. And you can find me on the Discord as well. Sometimes I just like asking random leading questions and just letting the community. I never respond to them. I'm just like, <laughs> what do you guys think of this? I like this. And, and then I never away. say another thing again. And yeah. And just see, and see what happens. 
Um, but no, the community is great. Please come join the Discord. There are a lot yes. of people. There are people playing yes. right now. Yes. Um, and the lobbies are always open. Always open. The lobbies are always open. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys are following us the show on twitter at lil legends pod the discord like i said a million times already youtube all that good stuff we got uh we're gonna try something out new next week for youtube content as well as twitch content so we will uh be experimenting a little bit i won't give it away yet but uh definitely check us out on youtube as well but that's gonna be it thank you everyone for listening um yeah enjoy set three but for boop i am blevins and we will see you guys next week talk about some more tft everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.